This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by Dressing Life's Wounds Clothing Company. Dressinglifeswounds.bigcartel.com. Raw, original streetwear. Check it out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Who remembers that song? This is uh, MD of the Boomsday Alliance. Uh, This is Intergalactic Interviews, episode 29. About to get into the dirty 30s. Uh, I just want to say hello. How you guys doing out there? Did you have a good week? I had an interesting week. I had serious, well, it's not that serious, I guess, but as you can tell by maybe the way I'm talking right now with S's and S's and the way I say the word scissors, <laughs> I uh, I had some uh, dental surgery last Friday and they took out uh, one of my back molars because it didn't grow properly. Not a wisdom tooth, no, but like it just didn't grow properly. So, um, yeah, I went ahead and uh, uh, took the the full sedation. I don't know what it was called. Try try methocycline or something like that. And uh, God, I hate the way I sound right now. Oh my God, all these s s s s How many? Let's try something just to show you how fucking bad it is right now. Uh, not that you, nah, not not that you couldn't tell already. But uh, let me just try something here. Uh, Sixteen slithering snakes saw. <laughs> a serendipitous six shooter i don't know fuck this okay look i'm trying my best here okay i almost didn't do this podcast i literally am doing it on a thursday and uh, i usually record them on mondays yeah news flash mom these aren't live they uh <laughs> they're uh they're recorded what can i say this is how you do it you do a post and then uh you do it afterwards you edit it all down i do it monday so I can release it Friday morning. If you really think I'm getting up Friday morning and, and coaxing some of these poor souls into coming to the studio Friday morning, uh, I don't know. That That's the beauty of it. It's not morning radio. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? I don't even know. Okay, so this is the first solo episode, solo, solo episode that I've done. I sound Portuguese. That's why, would you like some sangria? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. So this is the uh, first uh, solo podcast I've done in fucking like 12, 13, 14, 15 episodes. Maybe more than that. Maybe more than that. Yeah. 16, 17 episodes. And uh, usually I, I was doing these in between guests and I would use it to kind of update people uh, to let them know what I'm doing in production. So, I mean, uh, I, I went ahead and uh, I thought this might be a good way to uh, shake things up a bit because we've had some great guests lately. Uh, last week we had Ivan Decker, uh, one of the funniest comedians right now in Canada. You guys definitely got to check him out. Speaking of comedians, we had Sonny Dollywall on recently, uh, Quasi Thomas again. Uh, really, really funny guys. Um, I'm, I'm having uh, Kyle Bottom on uh, a couple weeks. Uh, he's moving to Toronto, so it's going to be one of his farewell shows here out in, uh, in May. And uh, I'm going to have him on the end of April to plug that show. Um, what else are we going to do? We're going to probably have uh, Shane Clark come on the show. Finally, Shane, I'm making room for you, bro. I'm making room on the team for you. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm going to definitely uh, treat you like Nathan Boyu of the Montreal Canadiens. 
don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I got a lot of questions that were handed to me for today's episode because I opened the floor. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to deal with it. Some of them are hockey related because uh, apparently, you know, the Habs are the best. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's get into this real quick. So I've been working with following clients. I say clients because it's business, but uh, I'll, I'll just call them artists. Uh, the following artists, I've been working with them uh, pretty hands-on the last few months, probably the last time since I did you. I've been working with uh, uh, MC Jure, uh, who's a.k.a. Susumu Sakahara from Japan. Uh, very talented guy. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I believe, four songs on his next album that's coming out. Uh, we've been going really back and forth with a lot of the mixing revisions. Uh, they got a guy out in Japan named Edermaki, and he is... Uh, uh, basically handling all the mixing notes i'm sending from here in north america over to japan but he doesn't speak english so our artist our, our mutual artist is uh being our translator so putting a lot of stress on jure and he's he's a really talented guy and uh <laughs> i wish there's a better way but uh, since he went back overseas this is the way it's got to be we're not going to settle for anything right right man you're the boss make sure you let him know so that being said, I've been working with him a lot. Uh, I'm working with uh, B. Mendez, um, who uh, who just had a killer show opening up for Mocha Only out here. Who's a West Coast legend. Uh, not only just West Coast, he's a he's a Canadian hip hop legend. He's a he's a hip hop legend. Period. I would just say Mocha. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, B. Mendez opened up for him. Uh, Giuliano Jack, another guy I'm working with. He opened the same show. Um, Shea Carter. Uh, opened that same show. Uh, kids opened that show. It was a big, big love fest. It was something. It was pretty cool to be able to go into a show and know, like, out of the four or five openers that uh, you produced for ninety percent of them, and uh, it was good. I had some nice comments that night. Some of the, some of the comments, like uh, some of the best music that night in all the sets, were joints that I produced. So that felt really cool, and it was really good. And as always, at Fortune Sound Club where the show was, the the system there is just insane. It just makes everything I, I, I produce sound thick, really thick. Last time I was there was a fashion show me and Maka did in February. So it was good. It was cool. I had a good time. Um, so I'm working with B. Mendez, Juliano Jack. Uh, uh, I said MC Jure. Uh, I've been doing mixing revisions with Leanie Bennett. Uh, her project's sounding really, really good. Um, we're having... Uh, a pretty good session here at the end of April where we're going to bring in a couple of session players and then kind of round out the record. Things that really just make it complete. Like, if it was a standalone record right now, it could be, but we had a few meetings and, and you know, it's got to be more. It's going to be it's going to be bigger than it is, and, and that's just the kind of standard we're holding for each other. Speaking of standards, I was sitting here talking with Phil Lehman before I started the podcast, and uh, we realized, you know what? The, the stamp of approval that comes with working with AMP Records is, is uh, something we should highlight a little bit more. We should have uh, more of a more of a credit-based system where we can say, hey, you know, it came through AMP Records. It's it's quality. And and I, I'm glad to be part of something like that. That's a, that's a nice notch in the belt. You know, when I started this podcast, I, I was talking about like, oh, where am I going to be in a little while? And I didn't know. I didn't know what the answer was, but I knew I wanted to keep producing, and I, I knew I, I had. Um, well, I had people that wanted me to produce them, and I had uh, uh, like a, a obviously a clientele list and, and, a, and a will to do so. But where was I going to take it? What was I going to do with it? And 
the reality is I, I ended up, um, becoming very familiar with amp records. And, uh, as you know, I've talked about it on this podcast a few times, how that deal came, came together was, uh, nothing short of a miracle. And I really appreciate that. And, uh, everyone's had such kind words and, uh, all the press write-ups and stuff like that. I really appreciate everyone out there. And that's what the name of this episode is, is uh, listener appreciation. I've been working with, uh, quite a, quite a few good people lately that make me realize that, um, there are some assholes out there <laughs> that you don't want to deal with. And, uh, if you found yourself, like if you find yourself surrounded by any one of these types of personalities, the, the, the kind that doesn't bring you up, they bring you down. Uh, if you find yourself around them, just cut them loose, let them go. You don't need to have somebody like that around you. You don't maybe in another era that humans lived where we needed that person and we depended on them because they were only the other person. They were the only guy, but now we're in a global community. You don't need that. You'd really, you can disconnect from, from pretty much anyone in your life. You don't want to be involved with. You have a divine right to choose whom you play with. You have no business being in business with somebody who is not good for you. And, uh, I, I could, I'm living proof of that. I can tell you that it's, it's a beautiful feeling to be able to walk clean and speaking of clean, which I'm sure these aren't, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I opened the Florida questions <laughs> and uh, I received quite a few. So, uh, I want to make sure I get, uh, all the good ones in here, make sure that uh, the good questions are, are handled. Uh, so people don't feel like they, they took time out of their lives for nothing. And, uh, then they could hate me afterwards, uh, sounding like I'm Portuguese. Okay. Listen, um, let's go here. Let's, uh, I said, Hey guys, I'm taking questions for myself for this week's intergalactic interviews. So if you ever wanted to ask me something about magic, (laughs) music, sports, comedy, kitchen knives, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I didn't actually say magic. I don't even know why I said that. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, uh, these are some of the questions. They got, I'll just, I'll read them. No particular order here. Uh, one of the first questions here says, uh, what the fuck, dude? That's the question. <laughs> just says, what the fuck from Corey McCrindle. Hey, Corey, what's up? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. What the fuck? What the fuck is right? Corey, you're, you're a good guy. You should, uh, you should cut ties with people out there that, uh, that aren't bringing you up, bro. That's, that's, that's a good example right there. You're, you're a good man. And you have strong qualities and and very very strong talents, and you should uh, put them in a, a place where they're appreciated. That's all I gotta say for you, bro. That's it. What the fuck? That's how I answer your question. Okay, got another one here. Uh, Cleve Hat Hat Cleve. Yo, I don't know how to say your last name, bro, but I know you're a nice guy because I met you at a video shoot for Notorious Funk. I think it was for Maca, which never came out, which is. <laughs> which is hilarious, but, uh, I did meet you there. You were one of the, uh, the highlights of that night. Anyway, uh, Cleve says, how much do you think the sounds of the Roland TR-808, which is, uh, for all you people out there that don't know what that is, that's like, that's like when you listen to, uh, a, a trap record or a hip hop record and it's just like, like all the bass, all the sub, the bass. I don't know. It, it's like, it's a, it's like a kick drum machine it's like a drum machine that has a lot of sounds like snares and whatnot but like the uh, the 808 is probably the most prolific because it's it's huge it's used in all types of songs but uh the question is how much do you think the sounds of the 808 will be used in hip-hop slash electronic production 10 years from now um i would gather probably 
as much right now, if not more, because uh, uh, it came out like 30 years ago, about 20, 30 years ago, I think. And uh, it's still very relevant in 2014. So I would think by 2024 that it would probably have even more uses because people will think, look how vintage it is. Or or they'll people won't get out of this current groove, which is um, everything has to sound like trap music, which is uh, not a bad thing in some ways, but uh, it is a groove. It is a trend. Okay. I hope that answers your question. Um, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I know you love music. I know you love music, but what is your all-time favorite song? Or... Is there a song which inspired you the most to pursue music? Hmm. An all-time favorite song? Uh, uh, it's probably easier to do that by genre. I mean, like, like my favorite metal song of all time is Creeping Death by Metallica. Like, no question. But it's got to be the live version. It's got to be live shit, binge and purge uh, from 94 in Mexico City. I think that's the live version I like the most. That or the Woodstock version is really good from 1999. Um, so, so that, that would be the best metal song, best hip hop song though. Uh, uh, I think halftime by Nas is my favorite hip hop song of all time. I like that part when he comes in the second verse and he's like, it's like that, you know, it's like that. I got a him. Now you never get the mic back. I love that shit. That's like really cool. I, I, that's a good question. Thanks. That makes me feel happy. Thanks. Kelly Hill. Appreciate that. That made me feel happy to, to read that. That's cool. Um, What's this one here? Uh, these two are connected. My brother G-Tone says, what are your long-term goals? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Hmm. Well, in 2024, I'll be using the 808. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, no, but really, I guess long-term goals. Um, I hope uh, this year, 2014, um, I'm going to just state this out loud. Uh, I've been working on some stuff for the last few months and shopping some records to some major artists. And, uh, one of my goals this year is, uh, to get another triple A credit. Um, and that by that, I mean with production, I hope to work with another artist who's, uh, who's at a top tier level. Uh, I want to work with, uh, like the last artist I worked with at top tier was like crooked eye in 2009. And then uh, I worked with Chino XL in 2011. I, I want like another significant credit in 2014, like big, I'm talking like, I want a young money credit. I, I want somebody like that. Like I want uh, like a Nicki Minaj, Ludacris, something big like that. I want like uh, Tyga or something. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but I know uh, given the placement, I would make it really hot and and I would do really good work with it. I mean, come on, that that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Is that so bad, people? That I'm asking for a goddamn placement. <laughs> okay that's it so yeah that's my goal that's my goal right now for this year i mean again long term um i i want to move uh uh into scoring films I, i've been doing a lot of like short films in the last uh two or three years uh, i've done a couple short films i've done a, a couple of webisodes things like that I've, I've done uh as you guys have seen probably the viral videos i've done i've done uh crocodile uh, <laughs> I've done the slow motion crocodile video that just, yeah, you know, peaked on yahoo.com and msn.com. Uh, I did that Christmas puppy video, uh, with, with all these with Alan Dixon, you know, he's a great director in his own right. Um, but, uh, I want to move into feature films. I want to move into full length 
feature films. I want to do a like a, a whole, you know, like a like a hour and twenty minute film. I want to do a full length feature film um, uh, at, at an independent level. That that's a goal right now. I, I know I'm capable of doing it. I know that I can do it. I have the the ethic, and I, I know I have the the qualifications. I can do it. I think just trying to connect the dots with the right director is the is the main point. Because as I've talked about before in this podcast, if you want to compare anything between the film industry and the music industry, it's probably just the speeds at which they move. Because the the music industry is like we can get off the phone and be like all right let's do this all right cool i'll see you tomorrow okay boom we can meet up pre-production boom boom bang out a demo and then we can make moves from there whereas like the film industry is like we can get off the phone all right that sounds good cool all right so when do you want to meet with this oh well we don't start shooting till nine months later and then post-production doesn't start till six to well four months at maybe four months after that so yeah i'll see you in like a year and a half and you're like a year and a half. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? And you're like, well, I don't know. You're you're a producer. Why don't you hippity hop over there or something? So that's the that's the big difference. That's the the main difference. So those are my long term goals. I'm gonna take a swig of Gatorade here because I still have stitches in my mouth. I, was, I get my stitches removed this weekend from this dental surgery. God damn! I'm gonna listen back to this in in a few years or or maybe whatever in the future. I'm gonna listen back to it and I'm gonna say to myself. Why'd you talk about your dental shit so much? You should have just focused on the future. That's what you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Okay, give me a sec. See, I can't even throw the guest right now to take a drink. One sec. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that was good Gatorade. Now I feel replenished and reformed. Nice. Okay, so next question. Uh, These are hockey questions. Uh, This one says... Why does Carey Price always let you down in the playoffs? Well, Clayton Hales of Toronto Maple Leafs fandom. Um, he doesn't always let us down. He just often lets us down. That's the big difference. You know, I'm kind of disappointed in you, Clayton, lobbying shots at me here while the embers of the flame that is the hopes and dreams of the playoffs of the Leaf fans hasn't even gone out yet. And uh, here you are throwing grenades over into my my side of the field when really what you should be doing is uh, flagging up and getting ready for a nice big Canada-wide bandwagon fest. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The only hockey team to make the playoffs this year since 1977, I believe. Uh, the only Canadian team to, to make it since 1977 uh, is the Montreal Canadiens. The Habs, the best team. My team. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, that's that's just the way it is. We're we're the best of all time in anything that's ever happened, ever. <laughs> all right, that sounded cocky. Whatever, fuck. We're gonna. I think we're gonna have a deep run. I think we're gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. I think we're gonna have a deep run, and uh, you can you can check this in the future and see how it goes. All right, this next one's uh, hockey, uh, hockey related to why are the Canadians. The only playoff-worthy franchise north of the border in 50 words or less. Well, I think I just covered that. We're the best of all time. Uh, you know, there, there's no one who compares. There are two types of fans, has fans and people who wish they are has fans. I mean, I can go on. Is that 50 words? I think I think I covered it. That's good there. Let's see. There's more questions here I got here. Let's, uh, let's, let's step in to another question here. Um, um, what's out here? Oh, here we go. Oh, this is uh, this is also hockey related. Uh, this is from my dad. 
<laughs> known Habsader. What time is the History Channel on? Uh, I asked this for those Habs fans living in the past. <laughs> oh, and what time is the Sci-Fi Channel on for all those Habs fans living in the future? <laughs> Listen, old man. <laughs> you know, uh, I moved out from under your roof. I don't have to take this anymore. No, I, uh, the reality is... Uh, uh, I know you're. I know you're mad because you've never picked a team, and uh, the one time I, I cornered you and made you pick a team, because uh, you always just said your team was whoever played the Habs, and uh, the one time I did corner you and make you pick a team, you said the, the Maple Leafs. So uh, because you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I don't have to say anything back. I'll just let I'll let that hang in the air because you know who you are, <laughs> and you know the quality of your team. That's it. That's all I gotta say. How about that? Yeah, Dad. I'll see you maybe at Christmas, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, this next one here. Uh, this comes in from Noah Stacy, uh, the Boomsday Alliance. Uh, his question is, uh, uh, are you getting any tattoos soon? Describe it and talk about why you want one in general. Actually, it's funny you say that, Noah, because uh, uh, I'm going to be getting Noah Stacy who's a brilliant artist. Um, I'm going to get him to uh, design a full sleeve for me. And uh, I'm going to have uh, a galaxy theme for my sleeve and hopefully have like a bunch of cosmic quasar uh, planetary shift type stuff. And uh, it makes sense. I mean, all my music is, uh, is uh, space-based for all my solo stuff for the most part. And... Uh, well, I mean, with the Nubins and shit, all the Boomsday stuff, that, that's preaching the choir. You guys all know that. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think I've won it because um, I have a tattoo right now on my back that says "No Remorse, No Regrets," but uh, it's kind of like a single piece text. It doesn't have anything more to it, and um, sometimes uh, it makes me feel like I wish I had more or, or or added to it. So I think if I did my arm. Uh, and I had a full sleeve and full color and whatnot, I think I would have uh, uh, more complete feeling with my tattoos. And uh, also, it just represents me. It's about time, I think. Why not? Let's do it. That's my answer. How about that? How about that? Yeah, this next question comes in. Uh, says, uh, no, this is perfect. Uh, your own lyrics cover a galactic range of topics. True. However, personal romantic relationships don't seem to be one of the topics. Is this accurate? Ooh, solid question, RTR. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really talk about girls in my lyrics. Um, the reason I don't do that is because uh, the few times I've even ever brushed on that kind of stuff, I feel like uh, I feel like for the most part, it it either comes off as like pandering. Like I'm trying to get that person to listen to me specifically, which which really cuts off the rest of the audience, and I don't, I don't appreciate that uh, in a creative sense. Um, and also, um, there are tons of artists out there that do those types of songs. They do love songs. They do they do like like someone like Drake, who's like a really great artist. You know, he's a brilliant writer. Um, he he's got that cornered. If you want that kind of record there's a guy who serves that he, he he serves up that kind of stuff out of his oven you know me i don't know if you want to listen to this like, like sci-fi really story-based episodic space rap 
essentially, you know, or like storytelling or, or, or like Pink Floyd-esque, like large, large scale songs, then come listen to the Boomsday Alliance and come listen to the solo stuff I do because that's that's what I want to do. I want to I carve a new market rather than go into... Hey, you know, like it's it's like the old joke about country music. It's like is all country music about blue jeans and drinking and owning a dog and having a truck or and the girl coming down with a big town south and like is that really all there is or is there more to it? And I think there's more to it, but like on the surface, I'd rather cut away from the rest of that in in, in emotional context and not always have to just be like, "Oh, well he talks about girls or he talks about this." It's like how about he talks about some like uh, intergalactic rhythm. How about that? That's the whole reason why this podcast is called intergalactic interviews, ladies and gentlemen, because it all ties in. Don't you think? I think so. All right. Good question. Thank you. Thank you, RTR. Um, next question. If you could, if you could not set up shop in Vancouver and area, where would you go? If I could not set up in Vancouver? Oh, um, I probably, I'd probably go somewhere in the States, to be honest with you, just because of population for the most part, like marketing wise, I would just think like, um, I would probably go to New York over LA just because I'm more East coast mentality. And also I could get to Habs games earlier. Um, I, every year, uh, before the summer, I'm always just like, uh, I'm moving. I'm moving this year because we don't get enough sun, and I'm tired of living in Vancouver for rain. Blah blah blah. But then the summer comes, and it renews my whole faith. And I guess that's how people end up becoming uh, residents of this this city for like 20 years. That's how it happens. Is you just every summer comes and you go, oh, I love it here, and then the summer ends and you go, fuck this place. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd probably go to New York. Why not? Why not? There's so many people there anyway. Just go there, set up shop. I mean, like, just by margins alone, I think I'd do okay there. I think I'd, I'd do fine, you know. My my sound would, would hit out there, I, I think, uh, in, in a local sense. I think it would work. I think it'd be good. So, yeah, there's that. Let's see. Was there a, was another question here? Here we go. Um, this one's super disjointed. Okay. Did you realize the difficulties you faced being freelance-owned business when you started and how would you compare them to now and past are your fears the same that okay first of all this is like all this is stitched together just like my mouth it's it's all haphazardly um did i realize the difficulties i faced being freelance owned i think you're trying to ask if i if, did if i saw the difference between being freelance and now working with amp records like first of all Working as a freelance guy is is insane. It's like being a tightrope walker with no net all the time. Like, yeah, you might have a great month and, you know, bang out a few projects and like, okay, that gives you X amount of money. But like your overhead is insane. Like, especially living in Vancouver, it's like the most expensive city in the world. Not, Not in this country or in this continent, but like in the world, in all of ever that's ever been human this is the most expensive place to be so uh just being freelance here is insane uh in the music industry but making it work that that was like a nice feather in my cap to being able to say like yeah we we stuck it out and we did really well and um i've explained before about how things went at the end of the lease and and whatnot but yeah like uh 
uh, I, I guess my fears now are more um, instead of, oh, my God, how are we going to keep the lights on this month? Uh, my fears nowadays are, are more tuned towards, okay, um, what is the best possible move we can make in order to advance ourselves and our career uh, ahead? What What is the next move we can do? I guess that would be my my biggest uh, fear now it, my fears have totally changed yeah because before i was wondering you know how how the lease payment well like like i was stealing bus fare at one point because i was in between project checks you know what i'm saying like that's that could be pretty crazy when you're freelance but then things get really good and uh you're like <laughs> you can't believe you ever did that and it sounds embarrassing when you say it aloud but that, that's the reality of it yeah that's pretty cool thanks for the question thanks Amit. that was a good question uh this question comes in from Tony Purple. Hey, Tony. We miss you on the show, bro. We need to get you in. I know you, uh, you're you on the island now. Let me know what's going on. Okay. Uh, how much time per week do you spend on online porn? How much do I spend on online porn uh, in time? Um, the right amount. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. The right amount. The right amount that that is normal and that is uh, accepted by a, a mass podcast audience. There you go. That's the honest answer. That's the the the, the normal amount. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Um, I think I got one more question here. This comes in from my brother Zenny from the Alliance here. What is the most prominent emotion or feeling that drives you and why? That's an excellent question. The most prominent feeling that drives me. Uh, uh, the joke answer here would be to say spite. And I'd say spite because I could think of like people I want to just be be more successful than and all this stuff. But uh, this year I've been letting go of, of so much stuff and, and not, not dealing with uh, comparisons so much. And it's freed up my mind so much like it's so 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 much easier to, to live your life when you don't have to compare everything you do to someone else um i guess so that'd be the joke answer spite i guess the reality the real answer though um would be i guess my ambition my own personal well uh is what drives me because because that that is what makes me feel like um like I want to work harder than the next guy. That's what I want. I want to have uh, more of a drive. I want like like I want to be constantly moving forward. You know, I, I used to tell artists and clients I work with. I used to tell them I'd be like, uh, if if you're not being consistent in your workflow, you should be known for at least trying to be consistent. Like those are the two things that that will drive you to the next level. Like 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 in a video game, people joke around and say like, yeah, I leveled up or something. I can tell you specific moments where I've been like, yes, I have leveled up in this particular category. I will, I will never be lower than the, the level I just hit. I'm going to go advancing from this point. And you don't know when that next level up is going to happen, but it never happens unless you, you put it, the consistency together and your own ambition to move ahead to the next goal and just literally writing down goals and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Like I talked about earlier, I'm going to get a triple a credit this year with, with uh, a, a top tier artist. And I'm going to uh, sniff that out and I'm going to do it. The reality is if you don't talk about it, like it's going to happen, it might never happen because all you have to do to do anything in this world are, are three steps. You have to think about it. You have to say it 
and then you have to do it. Do you know how many people get stuck on step two? They, they just, they think about it and then they say it out loud and then they don't take the next steps to do it. It'd be like if I told you, I'm going to give you a free trip to anywhere you want to go in the world. And you think, yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. And you start thinking about your trip and then you start telling people, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. And then I show up to, to take you on the trip and you're not even packed or anything. And I'm like, why, why aren't you packed? And you're like, oh, well, I was thinking about it and then I talked about it, but then I never went ahead and did the steps. I never did it. And that's, that's what I'm talking about right now is like to, to do anything in life. You just have to think about it, say it, and then do it. Set some goals, crush some dreams of other people. <laughs> now it doesn't have to be like that, but you could definitely set your own goals in mind and put your, your own interests uh, ahead of other people for a time that that'll, that'll benefit you. That's, that's the best way to go about it. That's, that's all I got to say. I don't know. I don't even know how long I've been doing this. Uh, but, uh, I feel like I, I don't want to talk your ear off when it, when it's just me. I mean, usually these episodes are like an hour, but if it, it's just me, you, you don't want to hear me for like a full hour. Like I, I I'm, I'm just yapping here. Plus, I got this Portuguese stitched up mouth. I, I sound like sangria. <laughs> I can't even talk very well. So uh, uh, I I marked uh, this episode as a listener appreciation. And uh, I just wanted to say uh, I really appreciate you guys. There are some pretty, pretty cool things coming up. Um, as you know, this show is sponsored by Dressing Life's Wounds. And uh, uh, DLW has a promotion coming up. And it's starting this Tuesday. Okay. And uh, it's really good. Um, their clothing's really, 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 really quality. I really love their stuff. I wear it all the time. I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like two pieces right now. Um, I'll tell you this right now. Everyone I run into talks to me about what I'm wearing and asks me how they can get some. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to get a good deal, this is the time. On Tuesday, this Tuesday, which is April... 15th, I think. Let me just check my calendar real quick. I think it's the 15th. I'm super prepared, eh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> April 15th to April 29th, there's going to be a promotion running and a giveaway from Dressing Life's Wounds. Because everyone's like, oh, they sponsor your podcast, but what's going on? Well, let me tell you, this is Listener Appreciation Week. We want to get you guys involved. It's a summer giveaway in spring 2014. Um, they're going to be giving away uh, the, one of the original tank tops they have. Uh, they're going to be giving away... Um, they are going to be giving away uh, uh, one of their uh, snapback hats and also one of their festival hoods, which you may have seen me wear live a few times or in some shows and whatnot. Uh, I've been rocking them on stage lately. They're fucking cool. They look awesome, at, and they're, they're really good for like festival life. Uh, if you go out to a lot of uh, uh, music festivals or, or just on the beach or whatever, you wear a, uh, it's like a doubles as a hood scarf. It's super cool. I really like them. Um, so they're, so Dressing Like Wounds, they're going to be giving this stuff away, this package. And uh, all you got to do is you got to like their page, and uh, you, they'll walk you through. There'll be a bunch of posts and stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely throw it up here when you guys see it. But that's going to be this Tuesday, the 15th. And uh, the promotion is going to run until the 29th. And in addition to the giveaway, uh, the company is also going to be giving uh, 10 to 30% off on all items in the store. Uh, that range, obviously, is uh, different between each, each, uh, each item. But it's a great deal. If you ever looked at the shit I wear online and go, hey, that's pretty fucking cool or, or what's that about and you wanted to grab some, this is the time because the next two weeks, this is, this is the time. I like, and this is probably the only time I've, I've known the company to ever do a promotion like this. So this is the time to jump in. 
You're going to want to be able to get involved. Uh, this is the time. What can I say? So uh, that being said, uh, there'll be more details about that giveaway and that contest, and I'll be plugging it in the next few weeks so you guys can get involved. But uh, we, we want to give you guys some gear. We want to set you up for the summer. There's a lot of music festivals coming up. There's a lot of beach parties to go to. There's a lot of patios to drink at. And if you guys uh, enjoy summer the way I do, you know you want to have some new, fresh gear, and uh, this is the best way to go about it. Now, that being said... If you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at MD underscore Boomsday. You can also follow me on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash MD hyphen producer. And also, uh, if you want to email me, you can email me at Jamie, J-A-Y-M-E, at amprecordsco.com. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw to some music here. I've never released this. Um, this is from... Uh, uh, my vaults. I've I've only shown a few people this when they come by and we're we're listening to music late into the night. But uh, this is the I can't feel my legs remix, and uh, it features vocal samples from Nick Swartzen, one of my favorite comics, a real funny guy. I was tweeting this at him the other day, and uh, he answered back. So this is real cool. I I love his comedy, and uh, this is the best way I can give back to him. He did a bit called uh, Sounds of the 1580s. And uh, if, if you like it, you should check out his uh, comedy album. It's called Party. It came out back in like 2008, I think. And uh, if you really dig it, uh, you should go ahead and uh, tweet it at him. Let him know. Let him know that you, you dig this. And uh, I'll be putting it up as an individual song afterwards. But uh, for you guys, for listening to me rant right now, this is your treat. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening. As always, I love you all. Mwah. Thank you very, very, very much. We'll talk to you very soon. Have yourself a wonderful week. I'm getting my stitches out. Love you guys. Blah. I'm like, okay, I can't dance to that. <laughs> Is there a club remix of I Can't Feel My Legs?